0: What is their actual title?
1: My actual title, um, <laughs> I do static line parachuting out of World War II aircraft.
0: Hello everybody. It is Natalie Fly Girl Kelly with my lovely co-host. Fly Alyssa. Fly Alyssa. Hey. We are so excited about our guest, Kat. She jumps out of World War II airplanes. <laughs> I see my <laughs> eyes, but. <laughs> I I have been parachuting one time I know Alyssa you've been twice. twice okay I think we'll both be you know really into this conversation and I got to know Kat from um, an article that I did about her for dispatch which is a newsletter that the commemorative air force um, puts out and I was able to interview her and talk to her about what she does and she kind of gave me the the jumping bug I kind of want to try to do what she, what she does. I know she did the Normandy, um, D-Day
2: event. Um, that is so awesome. I, to know that like you were a part of that, that's so cool. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome Kat. Thank you, Natalie. (sighs) So how did you get started in, in jumping out of aircraft or like, where where did it all begin for you?
1: Uh, well, all began Let's go back to when I was about eight years old and my birthday's D Day, which you know everybody sort of looks back into history like what happened on my birthday. Well, that's what came up is D Day happened. So I was very interested in World War II history, and my brother attended this jump school back in 2008, the World War II Airborne Demonstration Team. He came back with these photographs and videos and I thought this was the most incredible thing I've ever seen and I wanted to do it. It took um, a few years because at the time they didn't allow women to come through. Uh, the reasoning was that women didn't jump in World War II. Mm-hmm. However, they did, but they jumped as USS uh, agents, spies, um, you know, so in covert operations and so for the team i jump as an oss agent at air shows so so i did however jump as a paratrooper for normandy um special occasions but most of the time to represent the team as a female i jump as a spy wow so how many like
0: spies were there that you know of i mean was this a huge kind of group of women that did this or what would your what's your take on
1: or your best guess i guess people that were part of the OSS and also in England they were the SOE but um, the majority of them you know very few jumped I have to say but they did have on the ground missions as spies and stuff um and somebody that I always mention because everybody goes oh I know her but she was not a jumper but she was an OSS agent is Julia Childs where everybody's like she's the cook Yeah. But her and her husband were OSS spies. Really? Wow. Wow. I did not know that. That's interesting. Yeah. You know, so there was a small number of women who actually did parachute into, uh, you know, occupied France and et cetera.
0: Yeah. so So how long have you been doing this and what, what's the training? How long have you been doing this? And then what was the training? How did you figure out where to go, what to do, all that? Uh,
1: when my brother finally said to me, oh, by the way, my team is allowing women come, to come through, I signed up immediately. So I went through in 2014 uh, during July. And it's a nine-day course. You arrive Friday night. Training starts on Saturday. And by Wednesday, you know, all your training and then you have to test out. So there's no guarantee Um, So you have to pass the tests. And if you do pass, um, for me, I started jumping that Wednesday night and you get jumps out of the World War II aircraft, which uh, is called, we have two actually for our team. We have a C-47 Boogie Baby, we have a C-49, No, it's not named after me, but sometimes I pretend it's mine. But it's (laughs) called Wild. So so we have two planes and we do five jumps. Um, Our members get pinned by a World War II veteran. Um, Still, you know, you know that's dwindling. Um, But I've been fortunate enough to. you know, I got my basic wings, my senior wings, and my master wings. I've had a World War II veteran uh, be able to pin them on me. So I've been very fortunate to have them around to pin me. Yeah. So, you know, them. Wow. And unfortunately now, two of the men who have pinned me are no longer with us.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So.
0: that must be That must have been
1: really, really cool. Really special. It, it really is. And our organization is in Frederick, Oklahoma. We have a World War II hangar. This is where they were training the pilots to, you know fight in the war. Um, it's just it's an experience. I mean, we have our own barracks and our own dining hall. It's basically you just show up and everything is done um, um, right there in that location. Everybody dressed in World War II. Wow, oh, that's so cool. I mean, the veterans have come and they go back in time and feel that they're 18 years old again. They just have the most fabulous time being with us and telling their stories and that's what we're there for. You know, yes, we enjoy and it's an experience for us, but it's a passion to, you know, our motto is to remember, honor, and serve. And that's what we do for these veterans. We don't want their memory to ever die. And while we are the World War II airborne demonstration team, you know, it doesn't stop there. It goes into Korea and Vietnam and, you know, to current day. So So how many
2: of these type of events do you guys have every year or air shows? Like how often are you jumping with
1: this type of event? um, Our school, our team, we have, uh, we've had three jump schools a year. Two of them are full jump schools. So one of them was only for people who were um, prior and current airborne. And then the other two jump schools allow those airborne plus people who've never jumped before, which was me. Yeah, I'm not military. I'm civilian. And I just had a passion. So I was very fortunate were there to be a uh, organization like this. To, I mean, it's a very unique opportunity to have. Yeah. So many people who've watched that show, um, Band of Brothers. Mm -hmm. People, if even if you haven't watched it, people sort of are familiar with it. That's what we look like, hooking up in the plane and jumping out. So while we say we are, you know, parachuting, we are, but it's a static line. So we jump at a altitude of fifteen hundred feet. A skydiver is different. You jump at, let's say, 13,500. Okay. You free pull, and then you pull your parachute. Okay. So my very first jump, I was not tandem. I didn't have somebody attached to me. After our training, you were well-trained enough to step foot out of that plane solo. Wow. And you no, know, you have all the procedures that you need to know in case... There's a malfunction. You have to think fast on your feet to know what to do. So you have the result. So
2: um, when you get, got started with this process, like if I had no idea and I was like, that sounds really cool. I want to be involved. Do you apply for this? Do they only accept so many people or is it like a set price? Like how, how, how do you go
1: about doing this? Um, you contact our recruiter, um, There is a price, obviously, for the training, your jumps, um, three meals a day, and your uh, accommodations. And there are very few restrictions. I mean, sometimes uh, I'll say a restriction. uh, Weight, you're too heavy. Or maybe you're too old. You know, we do ask for a medical clearance. We want to make sure that you're healthy enough to uh, go through this school. But we have a waiting list. Wow. And yeah, it's, you know, especially with Normandy, you know, our team got featured. So, so many people have been interested in coming to our school. While you can go other places and get training doing the round canopy parachuting, if you're interested in this experience where you're at a World War II hangar, I mean, we own our planes. So, you know, all five jumps will be out of a C 47. And the C 47 is just, it's really uh, beautiful to me because inside the uh, signatures and pictures of so many of the vets that have come to Frederick and they've been in the plane, they've signed. And then, so when you're standing there, I mean, you're just enveloped in this history of these men that did this 75 77 years ago now so yeah um, how many people
2: are how many people are they able to take
1: in is it nine days you said um it is nine days we we run a course about 25 to 30 we cut it off at 30 because we know near the time the school will start somebody might drop Mm -hmm. and so I would say the classes are about 25 people. And of those, how many,
0: um, like what percent would you guess actually make it all the way through? Do most of them or
1: half of them don't make it or what? No, I w- it's definitely, I would say 95%. Okay. Because the thing, you do your testing and there's one, we have something, you know, hanging harness that's where you go through all the procedures of uh, malfunctions that can happen or you're going to have a tree landing so you're tested on knowledge of that so you're hanging in this harness and an instructor will say to you you know that you have a uh, you know body of water that you're coming tell us what you're going to do and you go through all the processes or you know or you're there's a may west which means that you're spinning and there's a line over your parachute. You know what do you do so they want to test your knowledge and how fast can you you know we can't have slow
0: yeah in
1: function um there's the plf that's the parachute landing fall this is a process of jumping off a box multiple times in different directions because this is how you're going to be coming down under canopy you might be having a forward or a backward or uh you know, landing. So they need to make sure that you're going to be able to do this parachute landing fall, and come out of it. So you're doing those off a box. So let's say you didn't do too well in the PLF uh, testing. It's not like you're done. They just say, you know what? You need a little bit more work. They will work with you. They will work with you for a year. So even if you end Mm -hmm. this school, and they're like, you know, you just need a little bit more work. Come yeah. back to class and we're gonna work with you. Okay. We want to get you through. We want you to pass, but we want you to pass safely. Mm-hmm. Right. So safety is the number one uh priority of the team. What we is want to have somebody go through because sure you fall out of the plane, oh you've landed, that's great, but we want to make sure no, we don't want anybody getting injured. This is right. the, what is the
2: control difference from like a round parachute to like a normal, like a rectangular type canopy? Like what are the characteristics and what do you have
1: to do differently? Well, the skydiving canopies are, you know, high performance. I mean, they, they can very much move. Our round canopies are steerable, but they move at a very slow rate.
0: That was something I think that I didn't realize, like what you jump with is, is very much what they had when they, when they
1: were and jumping. When they jumped, they didn't have steerable. Their steerable. You pull on a riser to be able to maneuver it. We yeah. actually have what we call drive slots, which if somebody was looking at us, they're like, there's holes in the canopy. They're not holes, they're drive slots. And they assist in letting the canopy be steerable. Yeah. So we have goggles, and, you know, you always obviously want to land within the wind, like a plane, yeah, actually right. flying. And I, I do compare a lot of what I learned, parachuting with flying. So yeah. I thought that was uh, very interesting. Yeah, And we have skydive twice. I'm going to work on my skydiving license. But when I was learning skydiving and they were telling me how, I need to come into the landing area Mm. okay i listen to that because it's completely different than my round canopy parachuting so then i got up in um now i'm flying and they're telling me how to come in for a landing and i'm like wow that's just like skydiving how i'm sort of in with the you know the downwind base and the final i'm like it's so similar it was wow that's
0: nice interesting to me
1: similarities
0: yeah i didn't realize
1: realize actually that you had a pattern
0: or skydivers had a pattern
1: drivers do have a pattern and at the skydive place they do talk about you know we have you know a left pattern mm, or okay. and you have to ask them if you're showing up in a new skydive place yeah. you have to go to the dz officer and ask you know well the what procedures. are your procedures here yeah, um, yeah. So
0: had yeah. you ever done any kind of skydiving or anything before you went to this parachute school?
1: Never. Nope. Uh-huh. and it- went to skydiving where a lot of people have skydived by tandem. While I was not tandem, I didn't have somebody actually attached to me, but we went out with two people, one on each side of me. Uh-huh. So they hold onto you. And then as soon oh, as you okay. get up the chute, they let go. Okay. So you are solo. Yeah.
0: So were you scared like the first time you jumped out or did you, did you feel like totally prepared and you weren't, you were
1: just thinking about what you needed to do? Scared, it's, here's the thing. I am always cautious. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had a little bit more fear. I won't say, okay, static line jumping. I have right now 197 jumps. I'm very comfortable, but every jump I'm cautious. Mm-hmm. I never think, hey, I've got this. I have no worries. I always have a worry. I'm always thinking, you know, what are my procedures for if I have to, you know, use my reserve. So that's always on my mind, but I'm a little more comfortable with that kind of parachuting. So when I went to skydive, I had a little bit more anxiety because this was a whole new thing. I'm going to be actually flying through the air, you know, just plummeting to the earth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
1: i'm used to i jump out the static line pulls a parachute and i'm under a canopy Mm -hmm. this was a whole nother venue to just think that i'm just falling to the earth right now and i i I wasn't like scared but my anxiety level was definitely a little bit more raised yeah
0: so in world war ii were they um when they had the the jumpers were they pretty much like i always pictured them being more like skydivers and jumping out at thirteen thousand feet so were they not okay huh that, actually
1: we jump at 1500 and that is under the fa rules okay some of these uh world war ii jumpers they jumped at 800 600 wow Basically, okay. it was get out, get to the ground. Yeah, they're being—they don't
2: want to be like floating and being shot at and things.
0: Do you take like a test? I mean, like a written, like an FAA test to get like this certification or whatever to be able to do this, or how does
1: that work? The FAA, they, you know, we have an LOI with the FAA, but the test is through our organization. We test the students, um, you know, to pass them yeah. through. So yes, there's a written, there's that parachute landing fall test, and then there's the hanging harness test to go through all the uh, malfunctions. We also, for the, um, not just the students, but for everybody, we have cameras throughout the plane on the wing. So after a jump, we do bring them in and debrief. So they see themselves jump out of the plane and you know, there's a certain way to go out. You go out with your left foot forward. You mm-hmm. get into a, you know, a hit it position, which is, um, you know, feet and knees together and you're, you know, bent over into like an L and um, mm-hmm. you know, and that allows the parachute to come out and you're avoiding mm-hmm. having it hit you yeah, in the neck. And um, so, you know, we want to make sure that these people are safe and if we see an exit that doesn't look too good we can go back and do some more training I mean we do what we call mock door and everybody exits pretending that you're going out of the door of the uh airplane um so that it's a muscle memory yeah so that's what we're working on
0: yeah yeah so what was it like when you went over to to Normandy I mean let's just like talk about that that had to be like a Amazing.
1: Normandy was fantastic. It was very stressful. I mean, so many people, um, there was some confusion. I I was doing the cross channel jump and, you know, I I guess it's a very hard uh, thing to try to organize when you have doing this. Um, We were supposed to have two jumps. Uh, One was in England, but that one was called off uh, because of weather. But we were able to do our cross-channel jump and jump into France, which was funny because you had to come with your passport because you just came from England. So you oh, had to yeah.
2: get it. Right.
1: And um, but it was beautiful. I was in the lead airplane. I was number three out. So got on the ground and then I just stood there, just staring up at all the planes coming and just everybody coming out and. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was a great sight.
0: Yeah, uh, wow. I think I'd be like emotional just imagining what that would have been like for all the people over
1: there to go it was, in like this. It was a very territory. long. Day. Yeah, we were up early, and by the time you know I got back to the uh, vans, I think it was early evening. It was just a really long day, and I don't even know what how long the flight was from when we took off in England hour and 45 minutes something like that I yeah. just- two questions
0: the people that went through the school do all of them go to these air shows and perform or was it just like a
1: thing that they wanted to check off their list or what there is a whole slew of people and truthfully i was somebody that thought i'm gonna get five jumps and get wings and just be like i did that and be proud of myself but after my first jump i was completely addicted loved it um loved the whole atmosphere um and meeting the veterans so i was hooked i've been going to every school ever since um oh cool uh, to jump an air show you have to have 35 jumps our school has some rules we ask you know some people have jumped elsewhere we have the prior airborne so they some people have numerous jumps over the 35 but you know an air show is not like jumping with uh the 82nd airborne they have this huge drop zone they jump out and you know they're on the ground an air show as you know you know we're jumping in that tiny little uh slit of grass grass in between the runways yeah you need to know how to fly your canopy be safe um you know there's all the rules if you can't be uh starting the jumpers over a crowd you know so you have a small window to get all these jumpers out you know to be able to land in that tiny little yeah. stamp of a piece of grass on the uh, airshow strip. So we ask that, you know, we have evaluation jumps and we just want to make sure everybody's safe. Yeah. We don't need somebody coming to an air show and something happening because this is a reputation of our team. Right. We want to have top-notch jumpers. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as far as the FAA, they say, if you have 35 jumps, you can uh, jump an air show. How many
2: people normally jump with you guys, like out of an aircraft? Like, what is the number?
1: Well, we've done a jump in our, uh, you know, down in Oklahoma of 24 people, you know. But an air show, I've had 13 people. We've had eight. Mm-hmm. you know some air shows ask for you know they don't want as many because maybe the uh drop zone is smaller okay um, but i would say between eight and 13 yeah yeah so these are
0: all volunteers it's all a volunteer thing yeah and you get yourself there and um and you stay with your team i guess when
1: you're there yeah. yep yes yeah. um so cool. i mean and we do, we call each other, we're family. Mm-hmm. When you're doing something like this and you're spending all this time with these individuals, you, you bond. Yeah. So we're family. Yeah, yeah. And every, the day the jump school's over and the hangar is empty, and you see that person there and just very sad. Yeah, so fast. I'll and you just to do the next jump school to come to see everybody once again do a so. lot of
0: people come back for those uh, jump schools afterwards to
1: help or we have um lately we've had very good retention you mm-hmm. know there are people that family or jobs you know prevent them but a lot of people you know will find any which way they can to work it into their year to make sure that they can get that week off to come, you know, Frederick and be with us and, you know, volunteer instructors, our riggers, our jump masters. You also dress, you have like period clothing that you wear as well, right? Yeah. I can't believe how many military uniforms I own now. I mean, I have a room that I call my military room. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, I get, it's sort of fun because I get to also play the part of a 1940s woman. Yeah. So I'm tired of wearing the paratrooper clothes. I can, you know, put on a dress and shoes and do my hair and makeup and, yeah. and an alternative.
2: When you got into this, you said, I think Natalie said you, you started flying lessons. Like what, what, what made that
1: shift for you? Okay. One Natalie inspired me. Oh. when natalie interviewed me a few years back i was you know she's interested in me talking about my parachuting and i'm now interested in hearing about flying and i would love to fly a plane and i'm around so many pilots in that organization and going to the air shows all the pilots are around me and i'm just like i want to fly I it's really infectious fly. yeah so, with last year with covid um Actually, something came online in December. It was a free, and while it says free, it's still good. It was um, called (laughs) Prep, and it was a ground school. So I, while I didn't know what they were talking about, I watched this and took notes and tried to take the uh, tests Um, three days a week, three and a half hours a night, I was taking that ground school. And like I said, I was completely lost where it, but I did obtain a lot of information, but I didn't know it until I signed up and started to go and fly. So I got in the plane and some of these things that I've learned in that month, I'm like, oh, now I know what they're talking about. The pedo to, just everything was like making sense. It all Um, Yeah, there's, there's so much to learn still. I think the scariest
2: part, you know, when I did a tandem skydive jump, um, it was before I was a pilot and I didn't realize that the scariest part would be the flight up. Cause we were tethered to the floor of this aircraft and I was deathly afraid of this plane. And now it's like, now that I'm one with the plane and I'm a pilot, it's a completely different experience. And so jumping out was like so much more fun. And yeah. so now I'm like, okay, I think I need to do some more training just because I think it'd be just, you know, having those relationships with the jumpers and yourself flying. Like it's, it's a, a really cool. Experience. It really, I agree. So yeah. what's your goal with it? What is, are you just wanting to be able to fly, you know, have your private and fly a little bit, or are you wanting to use that, you know, to tie into what you're already doing?
1: I like to always uh, better myself, excel at something. And I just thought that was another part to enter into this whole aviation love I have. Um, Yeah, maybe I do want my own plane. I can fly to Oklahoma and be there. I also have thought about maybe doing something with the civil air patrol. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I've spoken to some women that are in the 99s out in California and this one woman was telling me how, you know, with her pilot's license, she works with the Civil Air Patrol and they do search and rescue. And I just was like, I, I like the sound of that. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, what can I do with that? So that's an yeah. avenue I want to uh, investigate and see what I can do.
0: Yeah. There are so many things you can do. And I feel like the more you talk about it and you hear, you know, like the search and rescue thing with the celebrity, some certain things really speak to you more than other avenues and i think that you'll you'll know when when those things are they come up and you're like that is interesting to me i think that would be something i
1: would like to do yeah i feel that it's you know i thought i actually i should have joined the military i wanted to be somebody who can help others and so i'm trying to do something that i enjoy but how can i help others in the same time so i thought this might be a good mix i I love being up in the air. What a feeling to just. Yeah. I think that's the craziest
2: thing that connect, kind of connects all of the people in aviation is like, I think we all want, we're people that want to further ourselves and be better. We also want to help others. And, you know, when I, when I started my pilot's license, I had no idea all of the rev, you know, avenues of things that you could do. And it, I didn't know that year, a couple of years later that I'd be sitting here having a podcast about aviation with you know you guys so I mean it's you you don't really know where aviation is going to take you until you get there because it's going to take you in all these different really cool directions and you'll meet somebody new and they'll inspire you to do something else yeah
0: I think with the parachute you know thing that you're doing too I would think that you know I mean the aviation community is small but the parachute community has got to be even smaller and I would think some of those people would also be interested in, in maybe flying and could be good um, companions for, for going, when you're going through your studies and all that stuff to, to build you up, number one, and, and help you, you know, know that you can do it, because I know you're, they're part of your family. They've got to be at this point. Um, but you could inspire someone else you know, to do
1: it in your group. There are um, a few CFIs. Part of my organization I think there's about four of us one did get his pilot's license I think there's three of us that are still in the process of doing it yeah. um it just it it blends yeah you know it does. shooting aviation um and it's hard when you're around pilots and it's so much more fun for me now I have these conversations mm. with the pilots that are there and things are making more sense when I talk to them. Yeah, because I, i
0: yeah,
1: so, and they're wealth yeah. of
0: knowledge. You'll learn so much just from conversations with them. You know, and, absolutely.
1: And they've been doing it for years, so yeah, you know, we've got great big brothers to, you know, go back on and get advice. So. I think the hardest thing
2: for me now is, you know, you have these interactions with all these pilots and interesting people. And then I go home or I go to work and I, I start talking about airplanes and people just like check out. I'm like, oh, we can't, we can't talk about airplanes here. Can we? Nope. And (laughs) but when you, when you meet somebody that understands it, you just instantly click.
1: Yeah. I totally get it with, planes or the world war ii parachuting i'm yeah. doing
2: Such a niche, lot of little
1: yeah. yeah they go wow that's very interesting but you don't get it until you're actually involved um, yeah. and then you're talking to you know somebody and you, you just the passion between you know like you me natalie right now it just you feel it so yeah. i'm like among friends
2: absolutely this is the friends podcast of course yes (laughs) I love
0: how you um have that and that love for the World War II veterans and that history and and that really brought you in and I think I've learned so much about history through aviation and that you know I have such a huge respect for for the World War II pilots and as well and to be able to share some of
1: that I'm here's so I said about you know World War II pilots, of course the wasps. Oh yeah. 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 Air Force. Oh. So I've met, you know, a few of them and I'm excited to officially, when I get my pilot's license, to be like, you know what? I can, I'm gonna dress and represent yeah. the wasp. The wasp. Yeah, I, yeah, I that's so cool. I've shown up at some of my lessons in some of World War II gear. I think they must think I'm a little crazy.
2: <laughs> I would totally do it if I had
1: them. Yeah. You know, World War II coveralls and I'm like, but they're comfortable yeah. and they've got all these pockets and I needed them. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: I think, y'all. I mean, now that you're going through flight training, don't you find that you have such a. Um, a larger respect for the women that did that and flying these really powerful
1: like airplanes. that nothing like what we fly, you know, the 172. Or they're amazing women. And, you know, when I've met them now and they're in their nineties and, you know, they're frail and sweet and I'm like, oh God, they were badasses. Yeah. Yeah. They had to have been like strong mm-hmm. as oxes. Yeah. Great extremely brave.
0: Yeah, I do volunteering with the Red Tail Squadron, and we have now have a WASP uh, part of that program, and last year was going to be our debut year, but because of COVID, that kind of got messed up, but this year, they've got a lot of that, and they have, I know the CAF has acquired a T6 that the uh, WASP had trained in, and I would love to be able to you know, represent the women by being able to fly this airplane and the air shows. And that would be something Where so right up, up, up your alley.
2: Let's sign up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and they want women that can do that. There's really not very many women that are flying warbirds. I mean, there's a few, right. but, you know, I think it's so important to bring that history alive and and share those stories and, and show what these women did to all the other, you know, yeah whatever how would someone be able to see you perform um, in a show how do they find out where your team is going to be jumping where like the, the website how do they find out what it costs to go through this program all that good stuff
1: our website is you know w-w-i-i-a-d-t which stands for world war ii airborne demonstration Team.org. Mm-hmm. we also have a facebook page that they can go to. Some people have found my name and, you know, links yeah. to uh, the organization. Yeah. And, you know, you can go there. It says, you know, contact us. I always say to anybody, I mean, all of the members on the team, you can, you know, maybe they're not wanting to contact through the website. Feel free, contact me. Send me an IM, you know, say, mm-hmm. hey, I uh, heard about this. Your name popped up and I'm interested, and I will send them to the right uh, person, or give them more information, you know, just one-on-one. I'm going (laughs) to guess
0: this whole jumping thing has
1: changed your life, like what were you doing before all this started? Before uh, I was doing this, I was um, in the fitness industry,
0: okay,
1: yeah, and it definitely changed my life, let me put it this way, I've become more gutsy of a woman, I'm, I'm sort of, still a little bit on the pushover and now I'm trying to be a little more not like that
2: Mm more assertive I think it definitely empowers us and makes us feel way strong you know and when you're doing something that not many others
1: are doing you're completely right it's very unique
0: I would guess there'd be a lot of people that would hear this and be like that sounds uh, really fun I would love to be able to say that i'm the kind of person that could do that but i'm i'm scared like it's just like so out of their comfort zone
1: what what would you say to them sometimes it's good to get out of your comfort zone if you feel that you want to do it deep down you really do want to do it yeah take a minutes, you know see how far you can go i know there were some people on there was a girl she was 18 when she went through she actually had never flown in an airplane before going up in that C forty seven and jumping out. What? That's pretty gutsy. That's you pretty know, gutsy. That's, I mean, you might as well, right? That's amazing. So yeah, that's really cool. Wait, you've never flown before, and you went up in a C forty seven and jumped out before going up in like a C
2: forty
1: seven on, you know, Delta or something.
2: I mean, yeah. as much as I want to fly and warbirds and things now, you know, it's like, unless I'm doing the pre-flight or knowing what's going on, like I'm even a little bit nervous about it. So, you know, I think your knowledge and doing your pilot training, is going to give you that little bit extra of knowledge, just what to look for. And, and you can even help do pre-flights and be checking out Uh, the plane
1: before getting in a plane and learning about pre-flight, you know, I wasn't jumping the one day. So I said to the pilots, it's okay if I like sneak in and be in the cockpit, like behind them. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I had the headphones on and I was listening to them doing all their pre-flight. And I, I'm i like, they need cheat sheets. I didn't understand. <laughs> so they both had their thing yeah. and they were yeah. and- checklists and I had no idea. I'm like, wow, they have to have cheat sheets to do this. Yeah. But now i know i understand that this requirement and it's how you don't miss something
2: well that's amazing and i think that's you're an inspiration to so many other people and i think you know i just saw your photos and things before we got on and i was like how cool like i would love to be you know just i love that era and You know, just to dress up, and I think I think you are rocking it, and I'm
1: really happy that there's people like you out there doing this. I mean, that was I was there in Ohio with, you know, three members of my team celebrating. We were jumping in celebration of Jim Pee Wee Martin for his hundredth birthday. Mm World War I II. Saw, veterans. I saw an article about
0: that actually and I was like oh my god that's where Kat was at that is so cool that they did that
2: for that for that man. Yeah, yeah I saw Lindsay posted it and I was like that's so cool like just to bring that history and um, I'm sure they really appreciate it too you know.
1: They, they had a ball and actually after that year of COVID where the veterans weren't allowed to go anywhere yeah they just been so excited to finally go out and have their events again, yeah.
0: So who, like in that case, um, because it was someone's birthday, like how did, who organized that? Did they, someone call and say, we want to
1: do this? Or someone heard it was his birthday and they're like, hey, why don't we do this? Um, The organizers were W and R vets. And it, I think uh, the thought of it happened back in October And they really got the ball running in January and and was able to get this all together. So, you know, you signed up for the three jumps. We had three C-47s there. Uh, That's all brother, Placid Lassie and D-Day Doll. And many of these jumpers have never jumped, um, you know, some of those planes. So it was like a dream come true for them to be able to jump those planes and yeah uh, and, yeah you know we're all there for the same reason how so, cool to be a part of that it really was i was not going to miss it at all and we were lucky that the weather held out it was a little cold but i mean when the day we showed up it was there was snow on the ground
0: yeah surprising I know.
1: Uh, very very so where
0: are you in your pilot training right now
1: I am right where I can be doing my solo. Oh, wow. I have 30 hours in and I, I had to stop because I had to leave to go to Oklahoma for a jump school. Yeah. Then the Ohio event. So now I'm back in New Jersey yeah, where I was taking my uh, lessons out of Morristown Airport.
0: Oh, that's a busy yeah. airport,
1: isn't it? Yes, and I can say that I'm actually enjoying the fact that a lot of my training I'm dealing with New York airspace.
2: Yeah, it's crazy. I was in yeah. the LaGuardia Tower one time, and I'm like, Yep, never flying in this airspace, never. <laughs> Peace out. I'm like calling them up, being like, Hey, it's Fly Alyssa. Um, I'm gonna need to do the exclusion. And they're like, get off the frequency.
0: <laughs> they say it like
2: 10 times faster, and I don't even understand what they said. So
0: yeah. If you can fly
2: there, you can fly anywhere,
0: I would say. Right. Yeah. That is
1: what you told me. If you can learn to fly up around New York airspace, you'll be fine anywhere else you go. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, so what kind yeah. of
0: airplane are you training in?
1: We uh are using the Cessna 172. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's so, been your
0: biggest uh, biggest surprise in training and maybe the most challenging thing for you?
1: Most challenging? Um, landing.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, takeoff's easy. It's just landing it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and a lot of my training was being done in very high winds. Wow. Oh. So, you know, not really knowing how to land a plane and yeah. coming in and dealing with high winds. Yes. instructor had to take over. Yeah,
2: one little gust and it kind of just throws you off and that just kind of disheartens you, you know, so.
1: And um, like you just, we were talking about the uh, airspace that I'm in. I feel like I'm constantly, you know, calling into a tower or calling here. I'm like, God, do I ever get a rest? I feel like I'm always talking to somebody or having to uh, make an announcement.
2: Yeah. That was the most stressful is just doing pattern work, pattern yep. work, pattern work. And you're just like, can I just like fly straight and level for a minute? Like, just,
1: you know, fine, but fine. They,
2: you like have to drill off. that into your head, you know? So,
1: while I was embarrassed about this, I sort of think this is funny. So, my very first flight, I went up and I was a little uneasy. Uh, okay, first of all, I don't have motion sickness, I can handle it. Well, I wasn't doing too well and then he was showing me how to do turns without using the rudder in the air and how it was bumpy I'm like oh my god are there in this plane and it was also difficult to have the mask on oh yes totally yeah Um, so I'm living in Alabama I come up to Jersey Alabama's much more free with not having the mask on and I come up to Jersey and I'm wearing this mask a lot and now i'm up in the plane and you know breathing in my own hot air yeah and it that first flight it got me and wow yep now you need a bag well i hear that happens a lot actually so i wouldn't i mean i i just i was surprised for myself because yeah i've been on bumpy c47 rides before we're going to jump yeah and there's been moments that I'm like, ooh. I, I think gets- it's to a little bit of
2: anxiousness, you know, for a lesson and you being in control, but then them having to show you. And I think it just kind of throws off your like equilibrium a little bit because I'm like, I will go do an aerobatic training and I get more sick because they show me something. And, you know, it's like I can fly the plane and do some things, but like if I like sit back and have them do it, I'm just like,
1: oh. that's when it hit me when they were in and something and i'm like oh that wasn't good yeah (laughs) like i don't feel and it was right at the end of the lesson and we were up there for three hours
0: oh my goodness
1: very very long
0: that is a long time
2: a long time yep i don't like my instructor that much to even hang out
0: wow (laughs) i would be exhausted yeah so I yeah, the, the landings are the hardest and I do feel like we get, can be so hard on ourselves with the landings, um, especially new yeah. students, because you want them to all be perfect and yeah. they're not going to be perfect. Very few of them are going to be perfect.
1: Give yourself a little bit of grace. Yeah, I, I know. I was really excited. I was headed to Reading, Pennsylvania, and that's one of the places that we do our air show. So I'm like, oh my God, I'm actually not going to jump out of a plane. I'm going to land this plane and take off. I didn't land it. I basically bounced it and we took off. So. It
0: happens. <laughs> hey, you walk
1: away from it, it's a landing. <laughs> right,
0: right. I had one instructor tell me a landing is, is just a controlled crash. I mean, it's just... <laughs> and they're, they're hard. And I know it's really hard. We've had a lot of gusty winds here too. If you, I've always Bad felt nearly. like if I could just have calm winds, I feel like I, I'd be okay. But it's never like... You're never going to be able to count on calm winds. So you have to learn to to deal Train with it. Train for the worst and yeah.
1: hope for the best. <laughs> yeah, right. I also have to learn to stop. I, I'm very polite. So when I read back to the control tower, I'm like, thank you, please. And I'm like, oh, I don't need to say that. I can just give them the information back and just avoid yeah. the whole." But I feel like I have to say thank you. It just
2: comes with time, yeah.
0: Yeah, I know. It's like the... They really want you to be short and sweet, yes. um, especially if they are. I can't imagine um, what that's like.
1: Luckily, luckily, there are schools at the Air Morristown Airport, so they get it. They know yeah. they're talking to the student. I've called in for uh, the weather. What is it? Flight? Oh, flight following? Following? No, not flight following. Where you flight have to houses, call. To flight service. Yes. So yeah. they were going real fast, and I just was like, excuse me a student i'm like Can you repeat that and they're like and then all of a sudden the whole demeanor changed and the guy was like all right now and i was like oh thank you yeah. and you know i you think you're going to be embarrassed um for saying that you know oh i'm a student but they're so great with wanting to help you they understand they were there too so they're not going to uh criticize you right i was always told
0: tell them a student like from the get-go and they'll and they're like and you can tell them your student for the next three years if you want to they don't really
1: know <laughs> okay. i've heard people that are cfis and they just say oh i'm sorry i'm a student and yeah. like, oh right. hey he's from another part of the country and came to the new york airspace i'd go i'm a student yeah. cool well
0: I- I can see you sometime do one of your jumps i know it didn't work out this last time when you were in ohio i hate that hated that but i've heard that roading show is actually really good and i haven't been to that air show that is
1: going to be june 4th 5th and 6th um we have a jump each day yeah and if all works out my 200th jump should be on my birthday that's sunday june 6th oh. and so oh, cool i I think I might be jump mastering that one that would be very That's super easy. cool if not then my train accomplishments Oklahoma, and at that point I will choose certain people to be on the plane to jump with me yeah milestone maybe we can go Natalie
0: wow we need to go don't we
2: yeah. Can somebody like put us on the top of the list? I definitely want to go. That's
0: uh, that's really cool. Thank you so much for sharing all that and for uh, spending time with us tonight. I know you have other things to do and probably some stuff to study. <laughs> if people want to find you on social media to send you a message, where would they
1: find you? Uh, on Facebook, they can uh, search for Kathleen Cat Healy h-e-a-l-e-y they'll know it's me if they just scroll on my page all they'll see is a lot of jump photos and um just shoot me a message i'd love to hear from them and you know assist them in any way i can with you know if they're interested in this kind of uh venture yeah yeah, I yeah thank you
2: thank you so much for coming on and um i think thank you as well to you know keeping the you know history alive through all of this and inspiring others to do really cool things like you are and um just keep it up and we can't wait to hear your next solo and your check ride and all of those
1: things i'm just as part of my organization i am just a small part there's it's so many members that make it happen
0: Thank goodness for all of you that that put it all together and and do that for the public to see. I think that's amazing. All right, ladies, have a great night. It was good to see all of you. And thank you to the listeners for joining us on this podcast. If you have not subscribed, please subscribe now to Cockpits and Cocktails. We're on all the places where you can listen to podcasts. And if you have any ideas or suggestions for podcasts, reach out and let us know and make sure you follow Kat too and see where she's going to be jumping and go watch her one of these days. Maybe we'll all be there together at the same time. Have
1: a good night. You too. Bye. Bye.